hello and welcome to episode 170 of the 6-1 IndieCast. I forgot the name of the show for a second. My name is Mike Taundro. Tonight, I am joined by one Kyle Stevenson. It's a My Mike Kai Kai show. It's My Mike Kai Kai. My Mike Kai Kai. Kai Kai, how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm tired. I'm getting over this cold. Yeah, it's that time of the year where I yeah. just need to slumber. Yeah. <laughs> uh. If you are a six foot indie patron, you will understand where all of my energy went when the latest episode of the coop drops. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was poured out in those 25 minutes yesterday with you. Yeah. 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 <sighs> but yeah, it's the end of the year. I'm ready to hibernate as we discussed yesterday during that coop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about time. It's about time. Yeah, I could. I not that I don't enjoy sitting down and talking games with you. It just, you know, I, that couch is just sitting there waiting for me. <laughs> the couch is, that couch is just sitting there and you're not just sitting there. Exactly. Teasing you. Yeah, exactly. Like I can see where my ass imprint is like there's it's empty. Yeah, I need to be there. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we had some time between like work and obviously coming out. We were doing some showcase stuff before this mm-hmm. and then obviously the podcast. So I was like, oh, I got like an hour and a half. I'll play some games. I'm gonna oh, sit yeah. on the couch, chill out, play a video game or two. Uh-huh. I go to boot up the Steam Deck and I go to uh, connect a brand new Xbox Series X controller because I bought a new controller just for the Steam Deck so I could Ooh. stop unplugging the Xbox to yeah. stick it to the Steam Deck and yeah. do all like I, I'm sick of playing controller goddamn tango over here. Um, so I took advantage of uh, Target's Black Friday deals. I got two more controllers. Got the really sick black and gold controller. That's gonna be my Steam Deck Ooh. controller. Sweet. So I go to connect it. It pairs. Ain't working. It says it's connected. It's just <laughs> not working. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I keep like unpairing it. I keep un- disconnecting it. I keep taking the batteries out. I keep trying to reset it. Nothing's working. So I was like, all right, fine. Jeez. I'll just do it with my pre-existing controller that I have already. Didn't work with the other controller either. Same shit was happening. So I'm Googling around trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. It turns out you have to update the, the controllers. You have to plug the controllers into the Xbox uh. Physically, I mean, it's the same thing with PlayStation, but like, yeah. at least PlayStation prompts you to update the controllers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had to and plug you can do each so controller. wirelessly now. You could do it wirelessly now. Yeah. So I had a. Thankfully, I had my Playdate charger just hooked into the my uh, Switch. Good. I almost said Wii U into my Switch dock. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, uh, updated the controllers and then good to go. I finally like sat down with the Steam Deck and then you texted me to do showcase stuff. Oh, I was damn. Like, <laughs> I was like, all right, time to go upstairs. <laughs> In my mind, I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh, I probably have like, I could do like a round of like goobies or something at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whoops. Hey, no, really great games, though. Really great games. That showcase. Is gonna very, be something. <laughs> showcase is going to be something. But before the showcase, let me remind you that you are listening to the 6-1 IndieCast, a weekly video game podcast amplifying the indie scene and smaller games outside of the AAA space. New episodes drop each and every Monday morning on all major podcast feeds and YouTube.com slash 6-1 Indie. Supporters on Patreon.com slash 6-1 Indie could tune in live as we record and gain access to Clocked Out, the IndieCast post-show. But if money is tight, no worries. You still can show your support with a simple click. Wherever you're listening, go ahead, leave this podcast a review, follow 6-1 Indie on socials, subscribe, hit the bell on YouTube, follow on Twitch, and tell your friends all about us. Shout out to the PD fans supporting on Patreon. Brett Griffin, Kobe Cordes, Jacob McCourt, JC, Jill Grote, Nicholas Johnson, Nicole Humphrey, Play It Jason, The Compound, Silkanet, who's in chat, hello, Stingray X, and Cole, a.k.a. The Good Sir. Housekeeping for you. That showcase. 
spicy stuff. It's happening March 20th. Submissions for all my developer friends out there. And Kyle's also. <laughs> they're, they're open until December 22nd. Um, showcase producer tiers over on Patreon. They are going to activate in January. What does that mean? That means we're going to start sharing behind the scenes stuff. Shart, start sharing. Sharts. Jesus Christ. Start sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Live on Patreon. Um, yeah, behind the scenes looks, uh, Q&As. All that kind of good stuff. Um, so yeah, if you are interested in that, and you you know you want to get your credits in the showcase that is starting in January. That you can check those over on uh, patreoncom slash Can I can butt in real quick, please, audio listeners? Uh, just so you know, Mike is a little crunchy right now. <laughs> I didn't notice it until you just started speaking. <laughs> I will lower myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a little blown out there for a little bit. Aha, aha, aha. That's better. Aha, aha. That's better. Cool. Sorry. Um. I'll figure out. That. I I want to acknowledge. I am very aware of my audio issues. I don't yeah. know what the hell's going on. It's, we think it's I, a, he needs a new mic. Yeah, something's going on. Uh, Friday night streams. They are happening still. YouTube, Twitch, and TikTok. Um, if you are not watching live, this past Friday, we have played Pony Island for the first time, in in celebration of Daniel Mullins being a little teasy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> i love you daniel um so yeah pony island uh, the vod is up on youtube uh extra life y'all supported so hard that we are doing an additional bonus six hour stream that is happening on december 14th my birthday so at 5 p.m eastern we're gonna be live for six hours on youtube.com slash six one indie and twitch.tv slash six one indie come hang out say happy birthday to me the best gift you could give me for my birthday donate for the goddamn kids you know what i'm saying it's the best thing you can do. They need it. Oh, and then next week, <laughs> next week is going to be the final IndieCast of the year. Next week's episode will be uh, the breakdown and analysis of the Wholesome Snack, the Day of the Devs Showcase, and the Game Awards. Obviously, all the indie stuff at the Game Awards, which, spoilers, probably just going to be the Daniel Mullins thing. Um, so, yeah, that is next week. Patrons, we are recording that on Friday the 8th. Not on Thursday, Friday, obviously, because Game Awards and all that stuff is on Thursday. So one day late. And then, yeah, after the Extra, extra Life stream, we're hibernating. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're back on January. For patrons, we're back January 4th, which that episode goes live that following Monday. That'll be like our Indies of the Year episode. Kyle? Yay. <laughs> yeah, that's your name. Be excited. Yeah. Uh, Today, at the time of recording, mere hours ago, PC Gaming Show, they did a thing called Most Wanted. They did a thing. <laughs> they did a thing called Most Wanted. <laughs> um, not a traditional PC gaming show. I'm not sure if you caught any of it earlier. Did not. Um, no. That's okay. So what they pretty much did was highlight their 25 most anticipated games of 2024. Sounds familiar, PC Gamer. <laughs> because we did was it day nine again is he stealing our thunder <laughs> uh but they also had like some uh reveals and announcements and stuff like that so i wrote down on our shiny little doc here some of the notable stuff on the most wanted list still wakes the deep got a shout out looks great you excited for that yeah that's the um um chinese room chinese, right yeah chinese room yeah very excited for it don't know exactly where it falls on my hype meter like level just because sure. i didn't totally vibe with everybody's gone to the rapture that's fair um but i do love that this is taking place like on an oil rig there's something eerie going on there that has me intrigued 
Sword of the Sea. Another little look at that. Can't wait. Giant Squid's new joint. Tony Hawk meets Journey. Let's fucking go. Uh, hilariously enough, because we talked about it last week, Holston got a nice little shout out. I think it's the first yeah. time I properly saw a trailer for Holston. Uh-huh. Like I've, I've only ever seen clips on Twitter and stuff. Banger. Looks awesome. Looks sick. Oh, my God. Uh, are you familiar with Harold Halibut? Of course I am. Okay, I'm just making sure. Did you hey. also play it at Tribeca back in the day? Did not, no. That was okay. the one I don't think I played. Yeah, so this is a that must have been over lockdown right i believe yeah, so. i think that was the same year i got to play kana yes that was the same I year believe. as kana yeah so yeah harold halibut is a um fully stop motion adventure game um from what i remembered you obviously play as the titular char- character harold um and you're I, I think you're like you're living in essentially what is like bioshock rapture except not all hell breaking loose it's just like society lives like underwater or underground um butchering this by the way if kyle you want to fact check me on some of the the narrative stuff Uh, is a handmade narrative game about friendship and life on a city-sized spaceship submerged in an alien ocean join harold yeah you were close as he explores a vibrant retro future world in his quest to find the true meaning of home yeah so we got a new trailer um you have a weird little fucking fish fish friend, and I didn't realize that this game goes really weird like that, and I'm very excited for it. What I played at Tribeca years ago, really awesome, like, proof of concept, like, slice of little gameplay. Um, It was just, like, I feel like it's kind of a hard game to demo. Definitely showed off how gorgeous it was and how, like, well-made it's impressive. it was. Yeah. It's really impressive, especially, like, having your hands on the sticks and like controlling something that is fully handmade and fully stop motion um but this trailer really dug into like what the narrative is and like really dug into the characters a little more and i'm really excited for it uh it's coming next year at some point so name of the place it, where they live fedora fedora yeah um 10 years in the making they said in that trailer i can believe it wild skate story got a nice little shout out can't wait oh yeah um i i will say a lot of this most wanted list unless we say otherwise uh they just showed trailers like previously seen things like i don't think i like i don't think for skate story sam ang gave them a new trailer or oh, anything like yeah. that or like mm-hmm. i think they just pulled it like this is what their most mm-hmm. anticipated mm-hmm. stuff is um gloomwood from new blood they got a dedicated trailer they showed off a new area um all right they got a little tease of like this underground area and there, there's these like four-legged crow men like crawling through sewers and shit to like kind of get you uh are you familiar with gloomwood i'm not no i feel like i've i've seen i've heard that name a million times it's kind of like thief meets bloodborne oh okay so first person stealth horror game with like a lot of those bloodborne vibes oh i've definitely seen this yeah yeah i own it i picked it up last year because i think it hit early access last year um yeah september when when i yeah, so I picked it up for my Steam Deck. Did not work for Steam Deck at the time, so I barely touched it at the moment. Um, but something I've wanted to been mean to dig into. Yeah, this looks cool. Yeah. Uh, Silk Song was on the list, of course. Haunted Chocolatier on the list, of course. Of course. Uh, Pacific Drive got a new trailer. Yeah. You're and excited I, for Pacific I, Drive. I, I can't wait for uh, Pacific Drive. I don't know if the date got revealed here or previous. I can't remember. But it's coming out end of February. Yeah, soon. 
yeah february 22nd i believe i'm very very stoked for it um if you're not familiar um pacific northwest uh, i believe it takes place in oregon um and you are like in the station wagon and you drive it around through the storm but the storm is like supernatural and you don't know what's going on and you got to figure out what the mystery is and why these alien looking things are happening and anomalies happening while you upgrade your station wagon to take more damage and to maneuver the storm the best you can it's awesome it's a really cool idea and i i cannot wait to finally play it after the demo the whole station lost power at pax while while i was playing Uh, and of course, Hades too was on the Hell list yeah. again. No, no new information or anything like that. Again, nope. it was just an editorial. Like, hey, this is what we're excited for, about. Like Do for you, context, like GTA Six was also on this list, and obviously, yeah, and like have any Elden Ring DLC was, I yeah. think, was also there. So, yeah. Do you think next year, or is it still going to come out in early access, Hades Two, or will well, it be a full release? Going, no, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna follow the same yeah. path. Okay. Hades One did. Sure. I. I'd imagine what would, do we know what EA versus 1.0 was for Hades? I don't think I think it was only three or two biomes, two or three. I don't I didn't think you could go all the way through in the early access. I could be totally wrong though. So Hades early access December 2018, Hades 1.0 2020. Yeah. So I'd imagine early access next year, and then we're going to be waiting. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's also. They could have know, learned it, a whole it, lot from the first they one. They could have learned a whole lot. It, this this is Supergiant's first sequel. Yep. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know. Be there, sure there could be early content. access window. Yeah, there could be content that they originally started thinking about for Hades 1 that they could have brought over. Or maybe like this stuff originally started as dlc who knows it's wild we're getting a, a super giant sequel it's weird it's very weird I'm very excited yeah. for it oh very God, yeah. weird i i hope now i i have this feeling about silk song also um i hope it doesn't i don't want to say fall flat but like overstay it's welcome i don't know i like i i hope it doesn't i don't know i i i hope people don't aren't expecting like the second coming of Christ and then like, Oh, they get disappointed, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, for, like for those two examples right there, like those Hollow are the Knight primary and game. Hades yeah. one, the base game is already like near perfect anyway. So it, it's already like at the very high top thing. So if it's not at least that people are going to be upset and that's not the right way to go about things when managing right. your expectations, but there's that side of it and on the development side of things, hopefully it's just not the same thing again. Like hopefully there are some interesting ideas. I think Hades has more of an opportunity to do something interesting, probably. And Um, the fact that it's their first proper sequel. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they took that lightly. No. Cause I'm sure I had not to assume anything, but like I'd imagine they had to have the conversation about an expansion. Yeah. For sure. Before settling on a sequel. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Silk Song also started as DLC. So, obviously, there was something to justify it spinning off into a sequel. Yeah. Hopefully, it's just not length. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. We'll see. Um, and then a part of this uh, most wanted list, the 
in between each of the numbered things, there there were actual announcements and like reveals and whatnot. Um, I wrote down a handful of them. Dark web streamer got a trailer, uh, a new trailer, I should say. Dark web streamer, something I want to sit on for a second. First off, looks fucking sick. A, it's essentially a. Uh, simulation game where you are like browsing the dark web and you're like you're streaming yourself browsing the dark web and something really sinister and fucked up is going on and it just looks gnarly as all hell it is a mic ass video game um, uh, world of horror uh, aesthetic yeah world of horror vibes black and white yeah. um i don't want to delve too deep into it because i don't want to misspeak or say any of any wrong information um a couple weeks ago, there was some discourse going on with PC Gamer. Um, they reveal they they publish a piece about like the the hundred most influential writers or something in the or figures in the game industry, and um, there were no women on that list. Uh, piggybacking off that, the developer of Dark Web Streamer um, quote tweeted an old tweet saying like that how she kind of got fucked over by an outlet like financially and like they they put a lot of money into like a new trailer and like got ghosted turns out it was pc gamer um Ugh. again i don't want to dig too far into it. It, it yeah the moral like the the end cap of the story like pc gamer reached out they they offered her a spot in this show like new trailer like everything's good obviously like got a great spot got the feature all that good stuff but mm -hmm. yeah just the dark web streamers bit has had an interesting journey the past like few weeks yeah um and a little bit inside baseball when that information started coming out when when she started uh the developer started putting out those threads i did shoot her a dm to see if she was interested in have, being a part of the showcase um, yeah. i'm sure her dms got flooded at that point oh, so I, yeah, for sure. I didn't get an answer but like i'm so stoked that she got the pc gamer spot because mm -hmm. sick fucking trailer i really can't wait for it uh penny's big breakaway new animated trailer Guess what? Looks like Sonic Mania. Can't fucking wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, T Lopes doing the music. Very excited for that. Or at least some of the music. Very excited. Uh, Ultros, we saw last year at some point. Really like yep. trippy Metroidvania. I think Metroidvania. Psychedelic Metroidvania. Yeah. Yep. Got new footage. Um, Wild Bastards got revealed. This is the sequel to Void Bastards, which is like a. Have you, have you played Uh, no, I I or, don't think so. It's like FPS roguelike. People fucking, but with like a cel shaded, cel shaded vibe. Yeah. yeah. Um, from what the PC gamer stuff says, this it is the quote unquote sequel to Void Bastards. Um, it's not just a spinoff or something like that. So. I know people like Void Bastards had its audience. Like people adore that game. Didn't necessarily click for me. It was like. Yeah, uh, FPS roguelike with survivor elements, uh, survival elements, I yeah. should say. Um, just didn't uh, this, really work for me. But this Steam description um, has it hybrid first-person shooter slash strategy game mm. that has like tactical combat, detailed yeah, management yeah. systems, and a roguelike campaign. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, this character's pistol a whole lot. The way it looks, <laughs> it's got a sure. little skull with glowing eyes that looks at you yeah. for, while you're shooting. Uh, this game's so pretty. It's I'm a pretty. sucker for for a good cell shaded oh, aesthetic, yeah. and this is this is up there as one of the prettiest that I've seen. This, is, looks, this cool. looks cool. I'll, looks very cool. I'll give it a shot. I, I don't yep. think it'll stick with me like Void Bastards mm -hmm. did, but 
Uh, Drowned Lake revealed. Oh, boy. Found footage horror fishing game. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. What is with go. the fishing games making a huge resurgence? Not even that, just horror fishing games. Yeah, also. fair. Like, obviously, Absolutely Dredge fair. being the big one, but there was... um. Oh my god, we mentioned it like we literally brought up this conversation like a couple weeks ago because mm-hmm. we came up with Dredge, but like Lake Ophelia, I think it's called something like that. There's also like Fishing Vacation, which is like really weird GBA fishing horror game. Um, obviously this, like, yeah, all about this. Let's fucking go. Uh, and then the how last fish is one, made? Is that the one? No, no. Mysteries under Lake Ophelia. Yeah, yeah, I was right. Look at that. Matt really likes that game. Uh, this look, then, uh, this like looks really cool though. The yeah, visuals in this is super cool. They're insane. Yeah, it looks really damn cool. I'm I'm really excited for it. Um, speaking of which, really quickly, um, quick side note since we're talking about horror and fishing, play through the Pale Reach. Yeah, it's great. Sweet. It's another biome. If you like dredge, awesome. pick up the Pale Reach. New it's fish. A- does it do a lot story-wise there's a so we were curious about um like does it interfere with the main quest it doesn't the the story that is added takes place in the past it's told through journals and collectibles um there's without i don't want to spoil anything there are like active elements as well like you are actively trying to solve a mystery as well um but yeah it doesn't interfere or anything like that and it's it's interesting it's really cool all the new fish are buck wild super fun to catch them all again i i accidentally caught all of them like so it's not too overwhelming um the the mechanics of ramming through the ice and stuff is cool there is similar to the other biomes there is like a for lack of a better term shtick where like in the trailer there's that like narwhal looking fish Mm -hmm. it will chase you throughout the biome but like you could essentially put fish that you essentially feed it to like satiate its hunger and then it'll leave you alone for a while okay after a while it'll get hungry again and it'll start chasing you Mm, okay so i'm kind of like a manageable um hazard versus like some of the other stuff that kind of annoyed us in it Mm -hmm. um but you know Uh, it's great if if you're into dredge it's a it's another biome it's definitely worth the five bucks sweet yeah 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 uh, just really quickly for YouTube viewers, uh, apologies for that audio ping. <laughs> I went to raise the volume overall, and it was a very loud ping. So sorry, oh. y'all. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, the, the last notable announcement, uh, Chia coming to Steam. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed Chia when I played yeah. it. Um, there was just maybe just a little too much of a collect-a-thon thing that I just wasn't digging at the time, but... That story is beautiful. Visuals are beautiful. The music is incredible. Um, I really enjoyed controlling different aspects of the weather and doing cool things like calling animals to possess by playing the the ukulele, the little guitar, and actually like showing you the actual like chords and and notes that to play and whatnot. Um, it's a great game. Please go play Chia. It's awesome. I still need to. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it does that thing where like it's based on I believe it's New Caledonia, yeah. I believe is where the devs are from, and it's like you learn about where they live, and I really really enjoy that where they bring their homeland like a slice of life kind of thing and ramp it up to have a more mystical kind of take on it. But 
it's awesome. I love that a lot. Oh, still can it. Uh, lived in New uh, New Caledonia for oh sweet. That's awesome. Sorry, I stumbled on that sentence because the little emoji is blocking yeah. half that text. <laughs> please, please let That's us awesome. know, still can it when you do play it. Like, let us know. Yeah, how true to form uh, they nailed where they live and where you live for a little bit because I'd be interested to know. Well, pretend there's an ad here. Guess what? Mike didn't record the new ad yet to to reflect Six One Indie Showcase. So guess what? No ad. We'll do that in the new year. Ads back in 2024. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) I, you know, a lot of people speaking of PC gamer, like the most wanted of 2024. We did the topic last week of most anticipated 2024, 2024. This new year, that whatever. Yeah. Still plenty of year to go in 2023. Uh huh. A lot of talk with game awards alan wake this resi that mm-hmm. starfield who spidey mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. I, I repeated this i was trying to find different words baldur's gate baldur's gate all these ghouls and goblins and shit yep <laughs> i don't know I, I, whatever uh <laughs> there are plenty of indies that were overlooked and plenty of indies that y'all slept on so i wanted to take this opportunity to highlight some indie games that maybe you missed maybe now, that, are- that didn't get a fair shake are these the ones that you chose that have no representation at the game awards? Correct. Okay. Cause those are you like, where's the space for the unbound? Cause I feel like that was slept on, but it, it, it was nominated. Surprisingly enough to my delight. Yes. Nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Same with pizza tower. I was full. Yeah, I was exactly. so expecting. <laughs> I was so ready for pizza tower to get just swept under the rug. I am so stoked that pizza tower got a nom. Will yeah, it win? Probably cool. not, but Pete's Tower <laughs> fucking rocks. I'm so happy that people remembered to, to vote on it. Yeah. Kyle, during Extra Life, you finally got to play. I did. What I think is my game of the year. Ooh, sweet. I think. I think. Um, and it has plenty of reviews on, on Steam and like, it, you know, it, it, it has its community, but nobody, I feel like, fucking talks about this game and it drives me crazy. <laughs> And that's Spin Rhythm XD. Yeah. How do you feel about Spin Rhythm XD in your sleepy, delirious state that you played it in? <laughs> I'm one of two minds, Mike, when it comes to this game. Please. One, I love it because I love a good rhythm game. And yeah. it's different enough where you are like spinning and like swiping on the on. We played. Played on Switch. On Switch, right? So I've. Oh, the analog stick Shoulder. is the, the yeah, swipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like there was a touchscreen are we swiping that way but um so i really love that whole unique kind of gameplay hook with it as well as the visuals are cool the music's awesome too and fun second part is it brings out the worst competitive side of you i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) the last one we played you were just looking at me like oh what's going on what's what's happening kyle what and you like shit talked me the entire time and i was focusing so hard you still beat my ass (laughs) Listen, when we're on stream raising money for the kids, oh, I, it's fine. It's fine. The Yonkas I'm, comes out of me. <laughs> <laughs> the game is incredible, though. It's a good time. I really, um, I granted we were just so fucking tired afterwards. Yeah. But I, uh, maybe when I see you when I'm back up in New York for the holidays, I would love for you to try it on Steam Deck. I really want you to feel the sensation of playing it with the touchpads because, like, we did oh, an episode sure. about this like earlier in the year. I think this is the killer app for the Steam Deck. Like, this is like the game. Like, this is the Wii Sports of the Steam Deck, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Because, like, using like using the analog sticks, it feels great. It's awesome on Switch. It's awesome with a Pro Controller. 
but the touchpad is just so responsive. I'd imagine it's kind of the same sensation of just using a mouse. It's just, it really like that um, meter on the bottom, whatever you want to call it. It tracks to your thumb. So one-to-one and it's just like when you catch the notes and like, there's like slight haptic feedback on the steam deck. It's just, you know, the vibration of the deck itself, but you feel it in the trackpad. It's so satisfying. It really just like amplifies what that sensation of like nailing each segment is. It's so great. Yeah, and it's for sure. it's been my game this year that um, it's been my comfort food game where like I don't really know what I want to do. Don't really know what I want to play. Let me knock out some songs. Let me try to S rank. Let me try to full combo. Let me try these songs on hard or try them on XD mode or whatever. It's so good. And it, it really like I think it's the first game in a very long time that nailed the sensation of playing Guitar Hero or playing Rock Band. And that's Agreed. why I'm shocked that like it hasn't. Mm hmm been caught up in the mainstream conversation yeah i think a, a part of that is probably because it just came to console maybe because you know the pc Could audience be. and you know um also super impressive for like the music audience like you could play this with dj gear if you want to you could play with midi gear if you want to you could play this game however the hell you want so i was gonna ask have you ever attempted to play it like on pc like with a keyboard no okay i'd imagine it's not as satisfying maybe no I, I i think it's gonna be satisfying i'd imagine so if you're unfamiliar with spin rhythm um there's a couple of mechanics in there so think guitar hero like the notes coming down a lane um you have a i i called it a meter it's essentially like a thing to like let's call it a net a net to catch the notes like where like the threshold where the notes the zone end, where you're supposed the zone sure yeah um that moves from left to right so what you're doing, you are catching small gems, blue or red, in the corresponding colors. So you're moving your joystick left and right. You're moving the trackpad left and right. I'm a, I'd imagine you're moving your mouse left and right to catch the little things. There are also big um, gems that you have to tap to the rhythm. That's the only time you have to actually press an input. So on the switch, on the switch port, it's pressing A. On the trackpad, it's literally just tapping your thumb on the trackpad, which again, super satisfying. Mm -hmm. um and then on th there are zones where you have to swipe left swap swipe right uh swipe back and forth really fast um when you get into hard mode there are beats that are tied to triggers um and then like the higher difficulties just kind of like ratchet up those core mechanics like timing in terms of like letting go of the button or or swipe mm -hmm. so on and so forth so to go back to your question on the normal difficulties i'd imagine it's still like that sensation of satisfaction because like i i'd imagine again that that motion with the mouse is one-to-one -one. i can't imagine yeah, I, I didn't i didn't mean that as a slight by the way i'm just oh, no, no, like no, totally like have, playing it on a pro pro controller like we did at extra life it just felt so great yeah that i imagine not having that kind of just flicking the analog stick back and forth to match is yeah less satisfying i guess i think where you'll lose me is the what is correlated to the triggers on a controller like i like let's say for example like space bar is the normal tap like what is going to be the trigger thing like am i just hitting like a control or, or alter or control yeah i feel like that's where you start losing me yeah for sure uh nicholas johnson uh says roulette wheel that is a fantastic comparison yep. thank mm -hmm. you uh, and yes, you can just tap on the trackpad. It is such a killer experience. I also like 
that was like a religious experience when I figured out you could just do that because <laughs> I was trying to balance like just pressing A on the Steam Deck. When I figured out you could just tap on the trackpad, that's what like made it for me. So yeah, highly recommend playing it that way. Sweet. I was talking a lot there. Do you want what? What do you got for me? You got something? Yeah. So uh, I I just want to bring it out. It was part of the showcase. I loved it. It it is a throwback to retro platformers. Tiny Thor is so good. Yeah. Like it gimmick alone, right? You're just little tiny Thor with Mjolnir and you throw Mjolnir around in an old Sega style kind of platformer game. You're like, oh, it can't be that like unique or whatever. We've played platformers and whatnot. But the ability to actually throw the hammer and to bounce off the environment and collect gems with it and take on hordes of enemies when they come at you, because there's a lot in certain points. And it's like that it's a difficult game, but it's like a fun difficult. Yeah. And uh I just love the whole vibe of Tiny Thor and uh people need to play it. And right now it's Switch and PC only, I think. Yeah. Um I hope it comes everywhere else because I would love to play that everywhere. But yeah, Tiny Thor is real good. Real real yeah, good. Yeah, it's really good. I I finally dug into it a little bit maybe last month or something. Um play through the first world. It's it's great. Like you said, it's just like such a fantastic throwback to like the Genesis days. It's so authentic to the Genesis vibe in terms of like visuals, uh, audio, obviously the gameplay feel. It's great. Yeah, for sure. Um, another showcase one I want to throw out there is Return. I, yeah. I, did you end up playing Return yet? No, I've only played the demo just because I'm not a PC person. Sure. Uh, Dude, man, like, that game is so unique and stylized and it's so, so it's so fucking good and like yeah it's it was one of those things of like when we had it on the showcase or when we first got that submission it was like oh is this gonna be like all style and no substance no like the gameplay backs up the vibe so much it is so goddamn fun it's like part i guess you could call twin stick shooter where you're like kind of aiming with the the stick and firing um part like souls like melee combat like it's such a good damn time and it got destroyed in the steam reviews purely because of length and it's like guys like it's a it's a bummer it's such a profound like three hour experience that like again like one of my favorite games of the year and something i won't forget for quite some time and an experience that like stapled dead unicorn as a developer i'm going to look out for no matter what they put out like they're currently working on their next game i can't fucking wait they're showing yeah. a comment on twitter yeah it's called can't blood running wait. i haven't pulled up yeah. now yeah um it's just such a bummer that like it got smashed purely because of the length i fucking hate that yeah like length Agreed. isn't everything if you had a fantastic three hour time mm-hmm. for what was i what was like a 15 dollar game what's the yeah. what's the issue exactly yeah so Please play Return, and since then, I think he's added areas and, and new yeah. bosses. And stuff. I know, I, I, I know, he back. added a ton of work to it. Yeah, so like it's it's so fucking good. Um, another one that got slammed because of length is Lone Ruin. Lone Ruin came out mm. back in June. Um, Harry and I adore it. It is a fantastic uh rogue like twin stick shooter again, pretty much twin stick shooter, but like more melee based and more like ability based. Um neon visuals top down isometric uh just challenging score based like it's a video just, of you guys playing that on youtube right 
on our channel? Yeah, yeah. We, we, so. we did a Let's Try for it back in January. Um, it's just a score-chasing arcade roguelike, and it's so mm-hmm. good. And again, if you go to the Steam reviews, I was expecting, because for the thumbnail that it's on, Lone Ruins on one of the... Uh, one of the games featured on the thumbnail mm-hmm. for the video um i was shocked to see that it's like mixed reviews on steam again purely because there quote-unquote wasn't enough in there it was like oh yeah. i did two runs and i saw the credits it's like okay okay play again and try to up your score play yeah. again on a higher difficulty try different runs yeah do the other modes like like it's it, such a it, killer fucking action game like it's- I, I i also hear that a lot when it comes to other games like just for example like vampire survivors like yeah i did two runs i get it it's whatever there's so much more to that game oh yeah keep going and try all the different characters and they all feel different and the different weapon combos like yeah well granted lone ruins not like that (laughs) like it's not yeah i'm just saying like people who only give it a shot for a little bit and then make an assumption about it without like trying to see what the all the game has to offer is what bums me out yeah yeah it's a bummer it's just like it's also unfair of like why does something like lone ruin get heavily critiqued because of its length and because it's a run and you see your credits uh versus an arcade game like a like an actual arcade game that like you it's a bite-sized experience you see through the credits and Mm -hmm. done and yeah it's whatever it's unfair want to throw out another one sure so i'll I'll be completely honest haven't played a lot of these i know i've seen them uh, because you guys have talked about them a whole lot and i love the look of them so i will just throw out consent beast right now because it's a really cool fun concept and i know harry loved it i don't know if you finally checked it out or not uh i've dabbled i haven't had time to actually like dig into it um it is uh, from what i've played and from what i've had conversations with harry it is the best pokemon alternative mm-hmm. um like even like the bit that i i think i play i probably play like the for like the opening hour or so um the game is, it does so many cool things and it has so many quality of life um improvements over the pokemon formula like it has the conversation around it like it has its audience um but i'm very surprised that it hasn't like hit the mainstream especially like with all the drama not drama but all the you know the critiques over scarlet and violet yeah like I'm surprised the Pokemon crowd didn't immediately get drawn to this. Yep, I agree. Weird. Like, um, there's a lot of talk of what Pokemon's doing wrong and yeah. not seeking out actual games that are doing the right things. Yeah. And this is definitely one that, just from the outside looking in, looks like a Pokemon game that I played on my Game Boy. And with a very cool, unique twist of combining the monsters and fusing them together to create powerful new ones and just the whole aesthetic of them being little cassette tapes i really really yeah, love cool. too yeah yeah it's awesome also probably uh one of my favorite character creators in in recent memory um it's a really like extensive character creator especially for like a more s- simple i don't mean to call pixel art simple but like a like a less feature yeah. heavy yeah, yeah, yeah for you know whatever i got you like you could really get into detail for like a game that like isn't hyper real like it's not like a starfield or anything like that you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. really cool uh another game me and harry really loved this year and kind of like it had its weekend and then just kind of disappeared for a bit uh thronefall is probably the best tower defense game i've played in quite some time yeah 
it is really good it's um like very like monotone like not tonal that that's kind of what i was going for like very mm-hmm. tonal art style um top down tower defense where you are uh stage you're trying to build um build up defenses build up gates build up weaponry and trying to survive a certain amount of evenings um against invading forces um you could make it as easy or as challenging as you want uh there are different modifiers and the more modifiers you throw on there the better uh score you'll get the better uh the more currency you'll get uh obviously it's tied to achievements and whatnot as well um it's really good there was like that again that weekend where like i just could not stop playing this was my game of uh trying to play on uh, i i have a very hard time playing games on flights but this is my game of going to uh sgf over the summer it was just like a very easy pick up do a few runs try to do it with uh all these like challenging modifiers and whatnot and um, yeah it's a great time but again just like slipped yeah people say I, lo- I love tower defense games and uh, honestly it's hard for any to and this is gonna sound like a joke it's hard to stand up to nope. balloons it is it's really hard to stand up to balloons i balloons is like a classic in my mind and oh, yeah absolutely and, and i've tried other tower defense games and none of them have clicked but the look of this one i think is like why you want to play it this is more sandboxy yeah than mm-hmm. balloons like this will yeah balloons is straight on rails you know on rails very linear there's one single path that you're you're trying to defend this is very much like depending on the map you are selecting obviously it gets more complex the further you go into it um there are multiple points of entry for the invading forces and you like you have to it's you have to manage like each point and you only have a limited amount of currency depending on how, how well you did and how strategic you were with your um building because like there's there's some buildings like for example let's say i have three coins um i can make buildings that only generate money and generate coins each run or i could build a turret so like it's like that kind of like strategic thinking of like risk and reward um and yeah and balancing that between all the different entry points it's it's really fascinating it's like such great gameplay for such a again surface level simple game it's really great for um a strategic mind and i'm surprised it like got me like uh, i'm typically not that kind of person and it really really captured me it's 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 weird when those kind of games hit right like for me that was stretched this year for a game i not my jam i decided to play it and my whole weekend was lost to it yeah. Like sometimes it just kind of happens. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah. I want to talk about a game that I think you own and now I'm I'm upset that we didn't play it during extra life. Say it. Crab Champions. How Why didn't we play that game? <laughs> Why didn't we play that game? And how has Crab Champions not just taken over? I I don't know. <laughs> like third person shooter, roguelike, you're a crab? Well, here's the thing there there's something even more crazy about crab champions you know the crab rave yes theme, uh, meme mm-hmm. that's literally crab champions yeah like i not learned like, that i think when we were down in in, in raleigh i think yeah. you you reminded me of that i was like oh crap literally the same person created 
How, Wild. how has Crab Champions not like taken over Twitch? I don't know. So I, granted, I haven't gone back in a while. I really do like, so funny enough, what I talked about this at the top of the show when I was trying to play a game mm-hmm. before hopping on the podcast and hopping on showcase stuff. I wanted to play Crab Champions because I wanted to see what was new. Um, this was my game that I played during the in between, like in between matches at WrestleMania last year. Oh, like this, hell yes. <laughs> and it was such a perfect fucking weekend. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Get like falling back in love with wrestling and just like fucking vibing to the chaotic. Yeah, Cause it's like 20 games. minute runs, right? It's like super quick. Runs. Short. Yeah. Yeah. So crab champions is a run based roguelite third person shooter where you're playing as a crab. Yeah. And that's listen, awesome. we love games that capture our hearts that make us cry that make us feel something but guess what sometimes you just want to be a goddamn crab shooting a motherfucking skeleton and it fucking rules it goes so hard there's a reason why we wanted squirrel with a gun as part of the showcase we need these kind of games (laughs) it's just so stupid but you know what the gameplay backs it up yeah, and yes, Kyle, sure. I am so upset that we didn't play it. <laughs> I, I saw that on your list, and then I, I it's just been stewing. Like, I know. Damn it. <laughs> we'll play it next week. We'll play it eventually. We'll, yeah. Yeah. It's a great time. Um, Have you played Ocho yet? I did not. The uh, top down Hotline Miami like? It's Roguelike right. Hotline Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Or Roguelite Hotline Miami. Again. People are so hungry for Hotline Miami 3. How did this not take over? <laughs> and it's not like the game, like mechanically, it's not like it doesn't feel good or anything. It's literally Hotline Miami. It feels great. It visually looks stunning. The roguelike nature of it, of like trying out new abilities and like upgrading your passives and, and you know, meeting these like really interesting characters and finding secrets in the world and, and each level and like these really dynamic boss fights uh, towards the end of or, or between certain runs and certain um, levels. It's so goddamn good. Yeah. It's super again, rare original published, which is again, great. Yeah, another super the yeah, the second one on this list published by super rare um, yeah. with low ruin. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so good. But yeah, so, uh, yeah, with how hungry people are for Hotline Miami, exactly. I, I don't get it. I don't either. It, like, yeah. how do we fix this, Mike? Just do more know. showcases? Like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, we'll, honestly, we'll do a whole I showcase. Mean, like, hey, you love this? Here's this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think, like, a big issue was like how flooded it was for AAA's this year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, at least like looking back on it, the the second half of the year was more flooded than mm. the, the first half i think zelda really opened up the floodgates yep um but yeah it just feels like since zelda we've just been, been perpetually in a state of like oh now final fantasy's out this week oh yeah. now Starfleet's every couple week. weeks oh now Baldur's gates out this week yep. so and like all these like 50 60 70 hour experiences mm-hmm. um yeah it's just yeah no no time so like obviously some some games do have to take the hit in terms of the mainstream and yeah, it sucks. I mean, that's why we we do what we do. <laughs> we we try to do what we can to put things on people's radars that we know will hit with folks. But yeah, yeah. Speaking about another game that is near and dear to all of our hearts. <laughs> I was gonna say, speaking about another game. Yeah, pinball. Pinball. 
Pinball's great. I'm not just talking about the OG pinball. I'm talking about Xenotilt. Xenotilt, I will say, the best digital pinball game out there. It's high praise from the the space one that's in, in, on every Windows PC. Do you remember that one? Look, listen, right next to me also, I got Pokemon Pinball in my hand. <laughs> Why I have this on the ready? Can't tell you. Um, <laughs> Xenotilt is the most badass pinball game out there is the sequel to demon tilt i thought before xenotilt demon tilt took that mantle of being the most badass pinball game out there it's not just straight up pinball you are um well i mean it is just a pinball table just picture a pinball table but the most batshit pixel art bosses on the pinball table uh going through phases of bosses and getting power-ups and controlling turrets to take out enemies the game fucking rules and and generally the, outside the of subtitle all, like, by the way is yeah. hostile pinball action it's such a good subtitle <laughs> <laughs> outside of the the wild stuff like outside of the bosses and the enemies and the upgrades and so on and so forth just the pure pinball nature of it the pinball feels fantastic I do almost wish that there was an option that was like, oh, just here's a classic pinball option where you don't have to worry about like the bosses and stuff. But still, even that, it's just like, I think that that might be what's maybe stopping it from reaching a next sure. level. Like you're not going to capture the casual pinball audience. Oh, like yeah. That. For um, sure. But man, if like, I feel like if anybody gave it a shot, mm-hmm. it would just, yeah. Like how, granted, like, I think it's more in our psyche because we get press releases for it like constantly, but there is an audience for like the Zen pinball series. Oh, for sure. People adore those fucking games because of those, you know, they are classic pinball, like very authentically made, like they feel great. I think if that audience gave Xenotilt and Demon Tilt a shot, it would be over. Don't know how it would work. I would love an actual pinball table of this game. God, I would love it. <laughs> I don't know it how it work. would work. <laughs> no, it just wouldn't. But I would love that so much. I would love, you know, the, the Quest 3 has this like whole like augmented reality kind of thing. Too. Oh, Augmented's hell yeah. Like this. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be very, very cool. Somebody smarter than us make it. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, Something on the shame pile this year that I haven't touched yet. Mm-hmm. We we very much need to play through Slay the Princess. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I know. The fact that and like we talked about on Indie Council and like you know we, we suspected it wasn't game, going to get a nom at at the TGAs, but for how beloved it was across the board through with critics, I am shocked it did not yeah. get some sort of recognition. On, I think on Achilles. I'm open critic currently it's sitting at like a 91 92 like it's, it's one of the highest rated games of the year yeah yeah um yeah and they deserve the world like they yeah i i've obviously we we've interviewed them we we've chatted yeah. with them we were friendly with them like yeah. we, we are very familiar with their work um i know some things about the game like i tried to stay away from conversations just to not spoil myself uh-huh. but like this game even without playing it just like on the like outside deserves all the flowers humanly possible and again it feels like it had its week yep and that's it like it it, it, 
I would say it had well to in our worlds when we were in Boston for PAX, everyone was talking about it. Like it was, it was the, the talk of, of the show. Yep. So it definitely ruled that and then it went away. And then it came out. People loved it. And now it's gone again. Which is a shame. I think they did just share all they sold over hundred K copies. Yes. Which is awesome. fucking fantastic. Like that's great. So not to say like totally disappeared and like nobody's playing it or anything like that but like no mm -hmm. everybody's starting to talk about yeah everybody's starting to talk about their end of the year list and and game of the year conversations stuff like that i haven't seen it pop up as much as it should yeah be coming up agreed um same goes with videoverse videoverse if you look on metacritic also one of the highest rated games of the year videoverse uh similar to like avemba a bite-sized like i think hour-long experience very similar to um i haven't played through it yet but very similar to like an emily's away or something like that um had its weekend with like our crowd like our niche like the indian former and and kim chica and janet and like all all our our colleagues um but it didn't like totally break through and yeah again it's i think it's like in the top 15 on metacritic for 23 so like critics fucking loved it but i did not see that mainstream conversation about it and yeah, it's a, fucking a shame yeah that's why i'm so surprised space for the unbound got a nom sure like i i was sir i was ready to include space for the unbound on this list yeah because i will fucking fight for that game yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would fight for that fucking studio any <laughs> goddamn day of the week you're right yeah on paper that's a game that often gets overlooked when it comes yes. to big awards and and i'm extremely happy that it, it it's nominated but like games like I, I feel like there's also a conversation to be had of people just putting all visual novel games in a in a in a box and just thinking yeah. they all do the same thing and it just not being their jam but there are some genuine awesome stories that are just visual novels and that's not a bad thing no like slay the princess i would i would consider that this emily's away is like one of my favorite series yeah 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 it's, it's crazy um Speaking of visual novels, Birth, another one that I fucking adore from this year. Um, really creepy. I, I kind of compared it to like, uh, if you want a, a visual comparison, like very Tim Burton-esque, um, where a point-and-click adventure where you are going out and you are building, you're trying to find the parts to build a friend. Um, and that's like little like bones and teeth. And like, it's, it's creepy, cozy point-and-click adventure. And it's such a great time. Uh, Madison, friend of the show. Um, yeah, I I fell in love with Birth. It's so fucking good. And another one, like, it came out, had a little bit of chatter with it. Like, I think Birth was featured, like, at Day of the Devs. Like, so it definitely had that kind of push behind it. Went away for a bit. And then it ID came, Xbox, right? It came to Xbox over the summer, which, like, I feel like over, like, once we started getting around that time, that's when the Baldur's Gate yeah. conversation started. So I feel like mm -hmm. it just got kind of, yeah. swept under under the rug a little bit birth is so worth your time like if you have not played birth you it's it's like in that conversation with like a slay the princess and a video verse like it it totally deserves your attention it doesn't take that much time to go through um yeah i i can't recommend it enough i uh i imagine your little friends that you make in birth 
Their favorite show would be My F- Friendly Neighborhood. They would My definitely watch that show, right? <laughs> I'm going to go on a soapbox for a second. Yeah, please do. Two soapboxes. Stacked on top a. of each other? Or are you going to hop on one, get down, and I'll, hop, I'll hop on, on one? one. I'll hop, uh, I'm not okay. going to go down, but I'll hop from one to the other. The floor sure, is long. Got it. Okay. Soapbox number one. Why are we following the bullshit that the Oscars do and not having horror be its own category? Preach. There, and I don't want to hear the fucking complaint of like, there is not enough horror games to justify a category. If Eek 3 could do like a fucking three hour showcase, if the Mix and Dread XP could do a showcase, if our friends at the Horror Game Awards can have a very diverse cast of nominees to make an entire goddamn award show with the game awards like genres of action adventure and stealth and all this kind of stuff but in the horror category you could come up with six horror video games to put on the main stage fucking ridiculous soapbox number two my friendly neighborhood as an action adventure game runs fucking circles around resident evil 4 my Friendly Neighborhood is the best example of what an indie could do with the Resident Evil formula with its own unique voice and vision. My Friendly Neighborhood is so fucking disturbing, so creepy, so unsettling, and mechanically feels so tight, so fun. The Resident Evil nature of it, of backtracking and you know finding certain keys and, and all that kind of stuff so fun so engaging you you, it's constantly satisfying it's constantly rewarding and again it makes me so mad that um like i thought for certain this is going to be a five nights at freddy's situation or it has has every making to turn into a cult classic dude especially with dread xp's backing like like i'm shocked that this didn't take over like the mortuary assistant crowd another dread xp game yeah and just like came and went i mean that is literally just a mascot for indie horror right there like it's already made yeah it's so good it's so fucking good Mm -hmm. like i keep like that's how good of a year it was for a lot of the games that a lot of people don't talk about like i keep going back and forth between like granted this first game obviously people are talking about like is dredge my game of the year is spin rhythm my game of the year is my mm-hmm. friendly neighborhood my game of the year like those are the yeah. three that keep like bouncing around in my head i'm sure there's others i i just i'm blanking on at the moment yeah. but mm-hmm. dude my friendly neighborhood is so fucking good i can't wait for it to come to console like i hopefully Same. Once i want to play console, it hopefully once it does come to console it gets its flowers i i really hope i i hope it just doesn't get like I don't know, push to the side and be like, ah, it's just a Resident Evil game. Or yeah, for Five Nights at Freddy's. Like for our kind of like audience, like, eh, it's just another one of these Muppet horror games. Ah, eh, whatever. It's it's so good. It's uh, again, like it's the best example of a Resident Evil like game. Yeah, I can't wait to play. Specifically Resident Evil 7. Like I, there's like mm-hmm. a very distinct difference between like classic Resident Evil and, and new Resident Evil. Like, Resident Evil 4 and 5 and then Resident Evil 7. This yeah. is specifically a fantastic rendition of what Resident Evil 7 does so well. Awesome. And that and that and what village fucked up. Yeah. Um God. Can I can I throw one out that's not on your list and you can yell at me for it later for bringing it up? Sure. Former client of yours. Yeah. Everybody carries. Super Space Club. 
Oh my god, yeah. Uh, I mean, Graham, uh, of course, it's friends of ours. We work at Vicarious. It was a Vicarious client, client, so take all that for what you will. But the vibes of that game, like I listen to that soundtrack while I'm working. Me too. Like I, it, it's such a chill shooter, and I, I really thought more people would be playing it and like shouting at the rooftops. Like this is, this is the jam. I don't understand. It makes me sad. I think it falls into. Uh, I can't really talk about it much because yes, I sure former client, all that kind of yeah. stuff. But again, Graham is just a friend of ours. Like there's a reason that Graham like helped open the first showcase. Like mm-hmm. I, I've known Graham for fucking six years at this point, I think, which is horrifying. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that game was just going to fucking like take over and just be a vibe. But again, it launched the day after Baldur's Gate. So. yeah um so ken is asking if we played universe for sale i'm looking up universe for sale i have not yet but I'm, I, I, yeah, I, do want to I haven't heard out. of it either uh universe for sale by themis studio and oh it's acapura games joint um it just came out last week uh, a space station nestled in the clouds of jupiter a bizarre 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 where a young worried woman crafts entire universes in the palm of her hands a mysterious cultist who stripped from uh who stripped the flesh from his bones in order to reach enlightenment here the universe there's a universe for sale you buy him uh tell you right now like visually stunning really beautiful yeah i guess this is something i have to put on the list i know right (laughs) while we're hibernating uh this might be this might be a game um speaking of which and it's another one not on the list um let me just double check i just want to get the studio name because i don't want to fuck this up um a devolver joint that did not really get a lot of attention that i know whoever has played it i haven't played it yet but the folks who've played it utterly fucking adore it and it is a must play like i keep hearing it's a must play of the year the cosmic wheel sisterhood I've also from, heard the same thing. Yeah. This uh this the studio is deconstruct deconstruct team. Uh these are the folks behind pulling up props. The Red String Club. Uh, another devolver um narrative driven game. Uh Cosmic Real Sisterhood is a uh I'm just gonna I'll read from the Steam description. Immerse yourself in an enchanting narrative experience as Fortuna, a fortune teller witch condemned to exile on her asteroid home. Craft your own tarot deck, regain your freedom, and shape the fate of the cosmic witch society. So yeah, it's a visual novel where you are crafting your own tarot decks and like it does like it scratches the itch of like really engaging narrative, um, really stunning visuals backed up by like a really great visual novel narrative and uh you could just make your own tarot cards like it has like a card crafting mechanic to it so like you could really dig in like for like that animal crossing kind of crowd that like you really want you put mm-hmm. your own personality into the game um yeah anytime it gets brought up in conversations from people who have played it it's like you this is a must play of the year i um, remember it got did it get announced this year like we saw it for the first time this year and then it released shortly afterwards i remember it having a very stealthy release it was a weird one Uh, another game from devolver on my list is bleak sword dx um it didn't get i feel like it didn't get the proper devolver treatment where 
a lot of the devolver games got their like proper spotlight during like the devolver showcases and and just i guess like uh, featured on other showcases and and so on and so forth like devolver has reached like they they have they could cut through a lot of the noise because it is devolver yeah. mm-hmm. um but with cosmic wheel sisterhood and bleak sword dx it had the weird spots in the summer showcase of just like it was kind of like a pre-show ad kind of thing where it like it wasn't like a proper spot so like it felt very like oh is this out already is this a new announcement what is this like and especially like like i love dollar i love what they do obviously i'm friends with the marketing team at this point um blending in all the the um uh, oh my god what's his name i almost said pointy big hand volvi Volvi, like putting all the Volvi stuff also in the pre-show, like, oh, Volvi's coming, and then oh, here's Cosmic Wheel Sisterhood. Like, is this a real game? Like, is this just a thing? Like, what what are we doing here? Um, but yeah, so like that was the only time it was, I feel like it was quote unquote properly shown, and then it just kind of had a stealth release in August, which again, August was Baldur's Gate time and and Starfield ramp up. So that's all the conversation was. And yeah, and, you know, I think if in an alternate reality, like it's funny it's like this video versus slay the princess it's like okay it, it was like an an unspoken rule in the mainstream of like okay we can only talk about one of these games <laughs> like in a perfect world all three like all three of these games should be put up on that pedestal of like yeah. some of the best visual novels out there for yep. 2023 but slay the princess was the only one that got like the critic acclaimed stuff but yeah it's weird God, yeah, all... really quickly bleak sword dx yeah killer fucking souls like like it's mario 3 meets dark souls like little dioramas bite-sized souls encounters so fucking good and it does like the mario map mario 3 map thing where you're just going stage by stage um it's so great i i don't know how the souls crowd didn't attach to this again it just fucking blows my mind and maybe because bleak sword like originally was an apple arcade joint so it got written off because of that but the dx version is so goddamn good it's so good. Yeah. My, my only thought going through this list, because you played a lot of these and I haven't, is I could just need to get a Steam Deck. <laughs> you <laughs> I, do, man. You I'm do. missing out on so many good things because I'm stubborn. I will say, yeah, this this year was, I, I got to play so much more. Like, I, I still feel like I haven't played that much. I I, I mean, talking yeah. about it, like, I you, you always, did, but you always have that feeling, though. Always we always, we all do. You can only play so many games, but um, no, this year with the Steam Deck really like opened the floodgates open. It's fucking great. I can't recommend it enough. It's like if you are an indie fan, like you need a Steam Deck. It's a, it's a yeah. must play yeah. or a, a must buy. Um, And have I been thinking about that OLED? You got damn right. I have. I won't do it, but <laughs> um, we're going long. So, so really quick. Um. I'll save that one. Hunt the Night is a really great uh, pixel Bloodborne. Like, yep. I, I really loved it earlier in the year. I didn't play it to completion. I was playing it for review purposes before prior to release. And then there was just a weird thing with the pre-release build and the launch build where, like, it wiped the save. So, like, that's yeah. the only reason I, I didn't go back to it because I, I put, like, 16 hours into it. And mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. But I'm a very special case. <laughs> so... If you are into Souls likes, if you like the vibe of Bloodborne, I can't recommend Hunt the Night enough. Mm-hmm. Whisker Squadron Survivor, another one of my favorite games of the year. It is 
Vampire Survivors meets Star Fox. Obviously, you know Anya. Star Fox, sicko. It it does Star Fox so well, and it just Star Fox mechanics meeting the gameplay loop of Vampire Survivors works so well. It's a great time, and they're constantly updating the game. Um, I want to play it on a stream one of these days because they just added Twitch integration. I don't really know what the Twitch integration does, but I, I yeah. Cool. Um, another showcase alum. Like, another showcase alum, and another game I'm surprised didn't break through completely. Like it, it again got its had its audience and whatever, but like with Race the Sun being so like intrinsically tied to like the PlayStation audience, especially, I'm surprised the race of sun folks didn't really gravitate towards this agreed it could be a console thing but yeah or console versus pc thing but um recall Brent? a really cool time loop adventure yeah i i still i need to go back and finish but it's really mm-hmm. really freaking cool from white thorn that was earlier this year yeah red tape is is always a fun one whenever you talk about it seems like yeah. a very good time another fantastic uh adventure game where you are trying like to get hell out hell is a corporation and (laughs) you are just going through the mundane tasks of like trying to escape hell but like you have to go through like the different departments and satisfy the bosses and do like these really menial tasks it's really Mm -hmm. good um i know there's one more on here um but i do want to pose the question just so i know i've been talking a lot this episode i apologize (laughs) okay i'm sorry i can't contribute more no no you're fine so like that's why i want to ask you this question down here um do you have some must plays for our little break period that you you want to make sure oh. you get in for mm. our like end of the year conversations. Yeah. There there's one specifically. I mean obviously I would love to play all these. Um there's one specifically that I've been hearing a little bit more buzz of the last week or so. Um I really want to play Chance of Sonar. I just bought it. Yeah, I've been here like yeah. yeah, that did get nominated, right? Games for Impact, I think. Yeah, it's Games for Impact. Um I don't remember if I saw any trailers for it or whatnot. I'm gonna probably keep it that way, but I just hear people really love that game and then yeah. talk about it in such high regard that that's definitely on my list to check out before we do our big like favorite games of the year kind of thing. Um so that's definitely high on the priority the dredge dlc for sure um i mean i'm currently working my way through sea of stars so that should be done in time yeah i'm just gonna like you know try to find something that maybe not a whole lot of people talked about and played because a few years ago when we were doing our like the pidgeys when we called it um which um for the record you guys are on the right side of history with that one it's a dumb name <laughs> by uh, you guys i mean my fellow six one indie staff members over here <laughs> uh like that is where i found time to play the last campfire and it became one of my favorite games yeah it just it's just something that i i saw and i knew it was in my backlog but finally like making the time to play it is uh it's kind of what i want to kind of do whether that's not like an indie that came out this year specifically but like i'm i'm personally tired of of uh, you and, and matt and everyone be like you should play edith finch kyle play edith finch. <laughs> please do <laughs> or or like you know take out the annapurna case of like play uh gorgoa or or, or, yeah. or something like, like experience these other games that i know that i'm missing out on 
um, and try to we break should. through my shame pile. You know, we the should inside limbo, through. like those things yeah. too. We should play through those on stream together. Oh, that'd be fun. Maybe during the six hour extra life stream. Oh, we could do that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Kyle goes through his shame pile. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be better than cheap platinum. Slay that much. It definitely will. Uh, so Canada mentioned uh, Worldless also, which I yeah. did start Worldless. Um, didn't totally click for me yet. It might not be my kind of game, mm-hmm. but I respect what it's doing. Sure. Um, it's it, it has it's a very interesting take on turn based combat. Like it's kind of does the Mario RPG sort of mechanics, but it's just yeah. There's something about it just that it's not working for me. Yeah, I know people fucking adore it though. Like Jill really loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, the one on here that has been on my I. I've had the review key since the summer. I just have not touched it yet. Is mm-hmm. uh, Tatar- Tartarus Key or Tatarus Key? Yeah. Um, a horror puzzle adventure that just looks right up my alley. I just, I, every time I like think about starting it, I'm like, I don't think I'm in the right mood yet. I finally did pull the trigger on Decarnation, which it was always Decarnation and Tatarus Key. Um, Decarnation didn't work for me. It, I just I I quickly realized like okay this is not my kind of game I'm not you know put this time somewhere else uh, we're getting to that point of the year of like if if you're not totally capturing me I I can't yep. force myself through it mm-hmm. um but yeah Tarski is something I need to hit before end of the year um I granted it just came out but in Stars and Time is something yeah I got to play through um I did partake in the steam autumn sale a little bit oh you partook huh i partook uh so i did finally grab chance of sonar um Sweet. i grabbed cavern of dreams which is another super rare original it's the n64 like character platformer um really excited to dig into that um similar vein i also gra- have you heard of orbo's odyssey no it was going around twitter over, probably closer over the summer um i i follow them on the six one account just like it's like I, orbos I to, like o-r-b-o yeah um i try to follow a lot of like games on our twitter just so i remember when they come out um really cool bite-sized character platformer about like shady corporate existentialism <laughs> where essentially you play as a this little man named orbo uh, and you're with Peeble, I think is his, his friend's name. And you are trapped in your boss's office because they shut the door behind you. And it's neither you, Peeb, neither you or Peeb have arms. So the goal is you're going through these psychonauts like portals and you are collecting gears in order to create a prosthetic arm. So you can open the door. The yeah. platforming kind of unique feature uh you're you just zoom around the fucking place so like you <laughs> jump so you you jump with uh the right trigger uh-huh you hit it once to jump you hit it again and you just fucking soar through the air oh, like you're cool. goddamn superman and you're just like drill spinning through the environment and you were controlling the camera so you could kind of like angle how you're flying and stuff um so there's like some platforming that has to do with that there are time trials that you're like it does the Superman 64 thing, but way better where you're zooming through and Don't flying through rings. the rings. Yeah. For, for time trials. Um, I played through it last night. The, it takes two hours. Oh, hour sweet. And a half. Um, yeah. Looking at my total time play, I, I played it for 107 minutes and that was getting 
almost all the achievements. I just didn't want to do the time trial. Like I didn't want to get yeah. like the developer score on the time trial. Uh-huh. Uh, it's really great. It, it's fucking, and it really put that me in the like mood for, for Cavern of Dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, before Boston Nights comes out on my birthday, I really need to finally play Varney Lake. I, I, this is LCB Studio. Um, they have the Pixel Pulp series. They created Mothman 1966. Fucking adore Mothman 1966. Varney Lake is the second one. It is, I believe, just going off the top of my head, it's about uh, a group of kids that meet a wounded vampire. And it's a horror visual novel um, based on my experience with Mothman. I have a feeling I'm going to fucking adore it. So I finally need to play it. Um, and then, yeah, Boston Nights, which is the third in the trilogy, finally comes out in a couple of weeks. Um, I finally picked up On Guard. Hell yeah. I, I played that demo for Next Fest and I loved what I what I played of it. It's just I was terrible at it because it was PC and keyboard and mouse. Yeah. So, <laughs> but um, it was I love the vibe of it. It's great. Yeah, just taking off the Steam description. Uh swashbuckling adventure game, battle graceless guards and nefarious noblemen in fast-paced fights full of spectacle. Use an environment, your wit and your blade to teach them a lesson so yeah it seems very um i'm a little nervous about it because it seems very parry focused but i've heard nothing but good things it's it was i put 10 bucks on sale so i was like yeah, yeah it's worth giving it a shot also on that note it's the right time of year i want to play ebenezer yeah in the invisible ebenezer. world uh, uh christmas theme metroidvania where you play a scrooge we talked about it before but yeah now's the time of year to play it it's perfect timing um, so not necessarily a new game but it did just get well there's two of them actually uh not new but they got updates this year to become like the definitive editions of the game or whatever uh-huh. um smile for me which has been on my radar for years now but it finally got like um some sort of like quality life updates and like i, th- I think additional content and stuff like that so i think it's finally time to dig into that it just looks like a batshit weird narrative adventure game um same goes for Lisa the Dreadful, which got its like 10 year anniversary edition, which uh, it's a game that the horror community fucking adore. Like anytime I talk to like a horror developer, they always reference Lisa the Dreadful. So I feel like that's something I definitely need to play again. Not oh. a new experience, but something. Do you know there are other games in that? Yeah, because I, I look, I typed in Lisa the and like there's a Lisa the Joyful, Lisa the Painful. Lisa the Painful. Sorry. That, okay. That, that's the game. Lisa the Painful. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, that just got a new like 10 year anniversary, like remaster redone edition. It's cool. So I very much want to play that. Um, and I really want you and I to put time into Sclash. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which Sclash had, I, I dabbled in the single player mode. It has a campaign mode. Okay. I played it on docked on my steam deck via so so docked on the steam deck with a controller all that kind of stuff not the kind of game that like it, it i that's the kind of game where i felt the latency between like controller and dock so i want to play that handheld or just like natively on pc um but obviously it seems like it's more focused on multiplayer so i really want you and i to check that out oh yeah i also really want you and i to check out checkmate showdown thoroughly like, sure properly. like properly yeah yeah <laughs> Well, not the demo. Like I, I like. No, I demo. I know what you mean. Yes, we we had a fun time. Man. No, it's great. No, it's fine. It's the one game I have on you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just getting spicy because of the stream latency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. What um, a year! 
it's a crazy year. And guess what? You thought this year was over? Oh, I know. Kyle, tell me what's happening this week in Indy. <laughs> Two other games right off the bat that I want to play during break. Uh, on Tuesday, December 5th, Leica Age Through Blood comes to PlayStation and Xbox. Leica Age Through Blood is a Western-inspired motorvania set in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. It is the story about a tribe oppressed by occupant forces and the personal story of a mother coyote warrior who descends on an endless path of vengeance to take back what her people lost. We got a comment on So I, I played it on PC. Uh, there's yeah. a bite-sized review of it. I liked it. I It was just like frustrating me a little bit, so mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to go back to it. Um <laughs> Somebody commented on the bite size route. Nobody in our community or anything like that. Yeah. They don't know who we are, but they wrote like a little paragraph of like, I wouldn't call it a blood soaked path of vengeance. But I was like, I, I just took from the press kit and this <laughs> description for that bit, sir. So <laughs> all right, <laughs> I don't know sure. what you're talking about. All right. Yeah. Okay. Go tell the devs that <laughs> I wonder what they say <laughs> through blood is in the title. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Born of Bread comes to PC, Switch, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Born of Bread is a wacky and joyful RPG adventure revisiting turn-based combat tropes. Play as Loaf, a full a flower golem, discovering this enchanting world full of humor, along with a colorful cast of buddies. I played this at PAX. It is super fun. It's got that um, uh, oh my god, Mario RPG kind of battle system. Um, oh, yeah. And it's, it's really, really, really fun. It's a good time. Uh, uh, these next two games are on my list to play before the end of the year. <laughs> sweet. Blood West PC 1.0 comes out on Tuesday the 5th. Uh, Blood West is an immersive stealth FPS horror set in a wicked wild west brought back to life by strange native spirits. You will explore and scavenge, build up your arsenal and gain powerful perks. Hunt your enemies quietly or meet them guns blazing. Take back the frontier gunslinger. You know who weirdly really love the early access version of this game who jill grote who does not like horror games oh that's cool that's awesome yeah Yeah. again it it just happens every once in a while a genre that doesn't click with you normally it just kind of hits i think we've discussed this before i am i have a weird like i guess like for western games (laughs) like yeah like obviously like there's there's red dead i really dig and sure. like I, I remember like i got questioned for like having gun on my wish list i was like yeah, gun fucking rules like, that was like my <laughs> one of my favorite 360 games yeah, 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 Blood yeah. West looks like another killer fucking western game like uh-huh can't wait you enjoyed evil west right yeah uh, enough yeah <laughs> oh yeah enough <laughs> but uh, that's uh, that's why i gave it a shot because it was mm-hmm, just wild west mm-hmm. a highland good? song pc and switch moira mckinnon is running away a wild adventure through the Scottish Highlands with open platforming and dynamic story storytelling maps and music from the creators of Heaven's Vault in 80 days. Cannot wait. Didn't realize it I'm, was the uh, Heaven's Vault dev that I just learned that from from this. I'm sure I've seen this somewhere. You have because we just got the date for it at the last uh, Indie World. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a long journey to an uncertain end comes to switch already out on PC explore the known and unknown galaxy with a ragtag crew of eclectic new friends in this narrative management space opera. You are a sentient spaceship an outlawed commodity, and there's an entire galaxy between you and freedom, not to mention your abusive X on your tail. Oh boy. So I played this a long time ago. 
There's a preview oh, on our website. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I really dug it. Why'd you do this to me, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Sonic Dream Team comes to Apple Boom. Arcade. Join Sonic and definitely an indie game there mike join sonic and friends <laughs> as they dive deep into a bizarre world of dreams unravel an original and captivating storyline while taking command of six dynamic playable characters with their unique abilities dash climb and fly your way to victory against the infamous eggman kyle what is an indie game you know like if they did not you know what that's <laughs> fair you know what that's fair it's different from every for everybody i hear you know it's fine <laughs> Still thinking about shadow shoes. Oh, Still dude, the shoes are so fucking good, dude. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. Wait for clocked out. We have <laughs> conversations for clocked out. <laughs> Wednesday, December sixth. A game I cannot wait to play with you and Matt on stream. Hollow Cocoon comes to PC. Trapped in a cocoon, the silkworm weaves her final dream. Hollow Cocoon is a first-person horror adventure game set in 1980s Japan. Immerse yourself in meticulously created environments as you venture into the depths of unspeakable horrors that await you. We play this during Next Fest. Yeah, loved it. It might be one of my favorite demos that we all played together. Probably. Yeah, it's up there. What's Grandma up to? No good. No good. <laughs> no good <laughs> On Thursday all. the 7th. We've got Evil Nun, the Broken Mask, comes to PC 1.0 and all the consoles. Uh, you have been invited to a religious summer camp. When you arrive, it is not what you expected, and suddenly a nun hits you with a hammer. You wake <laughs> up inside an abandoned school, and you have to figure out how to get out. But to your surprise, you are not the only one trapped there. Oh, boy. What's going on This there? is the one where, like, on a surface level, looks looks not good. Like, sure. it's just like, <laughs> like, whatever. But, like, yeah. If you look at the Steam reviews for early access, people really vibing with Evil Nun. <laughs> okay. All right. So we'll see. And finally, on uh, December 7th, Outer Wilds comes to Switch, already available pretty much everywhere else. You're the newest member of Outer Wilds Adventures, a fledgling space program searching for answers in a strange, constantly changing solar system. Who built the ruins on the moon? What lurks in the heart of Dark Bramble? Why are you trapped in a time loop and can it be stopped? To solve these mysteries, you'll have to venture into the most dangerous reaches of space. Two things. Yes. Three things. Uh, can't believe it's finally coming to Switch. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Is the DLC um, included in that? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Outer Wilds on my shame pile. I gave Same. it a shot. Didn't get it. I I, I think I'm too dumb for it. Um, three. Dark Bramble reminded me I need to go back and finish Bramble the Mountain King. Mm-hmm. Really fucking good. I, I think I'm like halfway through it. It's I it's, played the demo. It's sick. Freaked me it's out. Really good. Yeah, it's real good. One of the one of the most unsettling moments of playing a game this year is that giant thing chasing you in the demo. So okay, here's another thing about like games I'm shocked people are sleeping on. Like that moment went like fucking viral for a bit. Like yeah. that was like that was yeah. everywhere on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then it came out and then nothing. Yeah. Again, I guess we should maybe make a fucking horror category. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> God damn it. It's like fucking if you're um yes, Outer Wilds and Switch is coming with the DLC in the archaeologist edition. Right. That's what it so. is. Right, right, right. Uh to close things out, so kinda asks or so kinda says, no, asks, uh, did you hear there are rumors of the new Hello Games IP at the Game Awards? Mm -hmm. Speaking of the last campfire, 
Mm. That'd be cool. I'd imagine it's the last campfire team. I would. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really dope to have them make another smaller story based kind of thing. Yeah. This last campfire is so good. Yeah. Do you have to close things out since we didn't really properly do like a game awards prediction thing? Do you have like we know we're getting the Daniel Mullins game, which is like for honestly for me, that's like the pie in the sky for indie reveals anyway. Do you have like an indie reveal that you like or a team that you really want to see show up? And by show up, you know it's gonna be buried in the pre-show. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I was half joking when I said this to you yesterday. I could imagine Vampire Survivors coming to PlayStation being an announcement. That is yeah. like the one glaring platform left. They did just reveal content like today or yesterday. Okay. Like it, it seems like every Jeff show they show up with something. something new. Yeah, I um, think they're finally they finally showed off their like quote unquote campaign kind of thing. Like their, oh, their sweet. chapters thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I would love for it to come to PlayStation. I, I want to play that on my TV really badly. Um pie in the sky just because i would love to see your reaction to it and, and and hear you and matt talk about it um oh god why am i blanking on their name the limbo people oh play dead play dead pie play in the dead sky. would be granted you know indie game you know yeah, no i know epic. i know but um i mean that at this point that is a keely announcement it yeah it's been away for so long i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't either I mean, I'll be, I'll be surprised, but like, I wouldn't be, you know, that's like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a total out of left field. Like, Oh, I can't believe they're here. No, they've been quiet for a long time. Yeah, no. And they've showed off that concept art Mm -hmm. a long fucking time ago. Like we thought Somerville was them when that first got shown off. Right. We assumed, I mean, it's members of that team, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that wasn't that that quote unquote outside concept art. Wasn't that pre pandemic that was shown off? I, it's been years. It's been a long yeah. time. Yeah, it, it's it's time. Mm-hmm. They've been cooking. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get into clocked out for the patrons. If you're interested in clocked out and you hear about Sonic the Hedgehog three coming to theaters December 20th, 2024. Yeah. Go hit up patreon.com slash six one indie. You can follow us on socials at six one indie everywhere, six one indie.com. Um, hey, the Spotify wrapped stuff came out today. Uh, I tweeted out about it. Thank you so much for listening, hanging out. Uh, yeah. whether you're here for indie games or arguments over shower routines, love and appreciate you greatly. Uh it's it's keep- incredibly humbling. I just yeah. I say it all the time. I'll repeat myself again. The fact that anyone chooses to use their precious time to listen to us goof around and talk about games blows my mind and i love you so much for it like yeah thanks, thanks for letting us have a space for us to talk about one of our favorite hobbies yeah like i'm so thankful yeah yeah keep on spreading the word yeah let's grow our little family especially for our our dev friends when it comes to the six one showcase yeah thanks so much for hanging out thanks so much for listening we will see you next week for our final episode of 2023 Good night. Love you.